9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Go Plug Yourself podcast. On this week's episode, we have Professor H. Shane Hawk from the International Wrestling Syndicate on the show to talk, obviously, about all sort of things wrestling. Uh, we had Shane on the show, I want to say in 2014, so it's been a number of years. Uh, between now and then, he actually had a pretty severe injury. He thought he was never going to wrestle again. So we talk a lot about uh, sort of going through that, uh, rehabbing, getting his body and mind back into shape, getting into the ring. Um, it's it's great stuff all around. Obviously, this is a wrestling-centric episode, so, you know, those happen. This is Go Plug Yourself. Uh, Lawrence Corber steps up as uh, co-host on this one. Uh, check out Lawrence, by the way, on this week's episode of the Super J-Cast, uh, a New Japan podcast uh, that he and his fiance co-host this episode, uh, or this week's episode on that podcast. And uh, for following Shane Hawk, check him out on all the social medias. He's uh, Superstar Hawk on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, and obviously follow uh, the International Wrestling Syndicate, also known as IWS, on all of those things, and check out the shows that they're putting on. Um, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Go plug yourself. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug another plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I wanted to start by giving Lawrence a life update. <laughs> Whoa, update me about the life. Uh, I was at Pub Trivia at Lord William yesterday. Uh, with like, there was like 10 teams and we won. Yeah, so it was, yeah, like, it was like a legitimate win. It wasn't those like, oh, no one showed up. There was three teams we won. No, we were like packed house. They had to turn teams away. It was an okay, open, inv- open invitational win? tournament. We wow. did, How did you win? We uh, we won like a twenty five dollar bar tab and whatever else like the twenty five dollar dude yeah. go to Wolf and Wolf I know Wolf is I know fifty dollars I know fifty dollar why are you why are you fucking around This is a ten minute walk from my house. This That's is, fair. You only there was there was it sold out with all these teams and you only got twenty five dollars. Yeah, it was a, not even like a hot dog and a handshake. That's what wrestlers get at least. It's, it's the, an upsetting. The, these promoters nowadays, these yeah. trivia promoters, they pocket all the big money and then all the guys pencil? who really. <laughs> all the guys who really put the work in don't get paid well yeah exactly oh, man. my oh, work man. rate my, my pub trivia work rate was insanity and i, I yeah. was carrying that team carrying didn't that team see, like it was did like it get I was offered a, a survivor out or like you know six star a six star performance from people uh, i would love to know who the uh pub trivia dave Meltzer is that would be amazing <laughs> There's someone who's just like on a dirt sheet every week, just yeah, like a yeah. thousand files on a messy desk. Except the weirdest, it's actually like, just an Excel spreadsheet. It's not even on the internet. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't share it with anyone. Yeah, no, no, just for him. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the the craziest is like we I literally started doing pub trivia like a month or two ago because Kayla told us to come to Wolf and Workman. And then my other buddy was like, oh, I host one down at Lord William, which is down the street from me. So I've been to like a couple and discovered that there is like a... a an almost like let's circuit. call them like wrestling fan subculture yeah, yeah, of pub, sure. pub trivia guys like there are teams that go to multiple pubs like they're like this is my monday night like trivia i have it with the same the loop, team they, they work the loop it's like largo that's yeah wow. exactly that's it i was like what are you guys doing <laughs> i was like what is, wow. and like there there's a team there that, oh, that fans, comes, like are the groupies 
No, there's not groupies, but they are like they're like, but they're oh, built. Have they're you a built ever team. Heard of trivia groupies? No, I'm just but saying if it's like a circuit, it could be a thing. Like, oh, his brain is so big. I want a piece of that. I think guy. the hosts get a bit of a. Oh, thing. oh, well, there's a word for that. There's women who are like, I'm a sapiosexual. I am only attracted no. to men who are intelligent. Did you say only that? That, that the word is not sapiosexual. <laughs> but, but, but it's also not tied to a gender. Know. You're so, it's like if you're a true sapiosexual, yeah. you're oh, not even like okay. just men. You're just it's like just I'm anyone just, who's smart. It's a sexuality thing, not a gender thing. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, so it's like it doesn't matter gender. Yeah, it just no. matters that this person has to be fucking brilliant. That's what does it for you. Makes your and uh, also okay. Does that include like street smarts or is it like an academic smarts? I don't know. I'm sure like, there's there's that... degrees. Like maybe you're like, what if you're like a botanist, sapiosexual? You're just like, I love it when you talk about plants. I mean, look, and, like rule thirty three of the internet states. Yeah, it's uh, a thing. so there's got to be if there's got to be something for someone out there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'm sure the uh, ho- he... the host the hosts have kind of groupies though. Like the girls are like kind of like very into the hosts. Do you Not think the, they ask their the questions girls. in bed? Mm-hmm. Like. Quiz me in bed, Daddy. Is that a thing? Maybe they're like, what a cool quiz master. <laughs> as as I can attest, as the Professor H. Shane Hawk, this yeah. has never happened to me in my life, ever in my life. No. Maybe you should no. host more pub quizzes. Oh, I guess I could. Oh, I hate to break it to you. Rule 33 is lurk more. It's never 34. Enough. 34. 30, 34. If it exists, there is a porn of it. That's Netflix. what I said. Yeah, rule 34. Yeah, play back the audio. You'll hear. <laughs> Go yeah, back well, to the you, tape. Okay. Can, yeah. we get, can we get? Uh, can we get? Can we get a ruling on the field, please? Instant replay. Instant replay. Oh. oh, someone actually filled these out. There's actually 77 rules of the internet. Yeah, I'm sure there are more. That's yeah. That's we'll have a lot I of mean, time. I mean, these are isn't isn't rule one every argument will reference Hitler? Like at a no, that's point? God. That's go, God. Godin's law. Go, Godwin's law. It's yeah. one of the two. Godwin. Yeah. Rules. Rule zeros don't fuck with cats. Yeah, yeah, that's the Luca Magnota thing there. Uh, yeah. Remember, there's a documentary on the Should Netflix. I, yeah, I've I watched it. Do you know I've been in that building? Yeah, me too. That's why. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Makes my skin crawl. Literally every single place on planet Earth has had some sort of murder or tragedy happen in it. So like, yeah, exactly. That's what makes but your skin not crawl. that. But not that high profile. And that I, well, I mean, like. What exactly? What you know? I was gonna be like, I was like, all our houses are like literally built on unceded indigenous territory. Yeah, they they just gave it up. (laughs) You know, we're all terrible people. That's right. Did you guys Uh, see? Did you guys see Seth Rollins got attacked on Monday Night Raw? I saw uh, it. Uh, by I, a fan I, who um, was involved, he got catfished by a fake Seth Rollins, and the fake Seth Rollins. So he was on uh, Instagram and WhatsApp, and you know, like those okay. like those scams, people like pretend to be people and say like, like real hey, Seth yeah. Rollins. Like, yeah, yes. and like, hey, can you send me five hundred dollars? And if you do, I can give you a thousand back or what have you. So this guy apparently got catfished by a fake Seth Rollins account. Um, and believed that Seth Rollins had stolen a bunch of money for him. Then he cut a promo on the internet. I don't know if you saw the promo. No, I did not. Great. So the guy cut a promo, and he's he's clearly not all there. And as somebody who uh, I consider myself uh, well versed in mental health matters, let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> um, he he's not all there. Uh, he needs help, and it's kind of a shame. Like at first it was funny when it was, but like now it seems like it's somebody who really needs help. And it's like, yeah. maybe we should stop dunking and signal boosting on this poor man. But yeah. uh, at the same time, he did claim to be a family member of the head of the table. And he did it for Rikishi. He says, I did it for Rikishi. Actually? Uh, yeah, he says that. And it's... Uh, 
it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if, if this is just like a guy being insane and doing it for internet fame, hilarious. Yeah. If it's a guy with actual mental health issues, you're like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Like, and also, like, like, I, so when it, when you say hilarious, I would think, like, beat the absolute fuck out of this guy. But then it's like, oh, no, he has mental health issues. And there's this whole, like, screenshotted thread of him going back and forth with this Seth Rollin catfish account. And it's just like, none of this story is happy. Everything in this story no. is sad. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But have you ever been, have you ever had a fan like step to you or like go after you while yeah. you're wrestling? Yeah, for sure. You want to say who the uh, guest is? Sure. Yeah, he introduced himself because we're bad at it. That's true. He did say he's Professor H. Shane Hawk. He did mention Hey, Professor H. Shane Hawk here, uh, executive producer of the International Wrestling Syndicate, uh, yeah. published author of comic what? books, International. Uh, and also the head trainer of the IWS Pro Dojo here in Montreal, where you can get top quality professional wrestling training uh, at an affordable price from some of the best wrestlers in the world, like myself, Speedball Mike Bailey, and uh, alumni as far as have been people like uh, the 2.0s, who are now in the AEW Root Beer Wrestling. So we do good stuff. And now back on to uh, have fans ever step to me? Yes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. not as bad as some of the recent things that have been on the internet. Like, I don't know if you saw, there was a gift that was going around, excuse me. There was a gift that's going around of like, I, I, what's his name? I don't remember. I know his thing is Merc with a mouth. That's his thing. Uh, that's but, Deadpool. Yeah. No, no, I know, but there's a wrestler with that. No, Merc with a mane. I don't remember. This dude, it's, it's this hardcore dude. I'm a, like a mutual follower with him. I, I completely forget his name right now, but, uh, he was at a deathmatch, no ring show. And had a bundle of light tubes in his hand, and a fan stepped to him, and he just shoved it in the fan's face. And uh, yeah, 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 because the, the fan like grabbed it by the neck and was like legit attacking him. And his first recourse was just to like light tube this guy in the face. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I found time, this guy on the internet. He doesn't have yeah. his name. It just says Merc with a main. That's I guess right. his full name. That guy, I don't know. He has a name of some sort. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he's not Mister Mrs. Main's son. Right. Yeah. Gener Generalissimo, the leader you deserve, internationally traveled, DM for bookings. His name is DM for bookings. Oh, nice. Yeah. Donald yeah. Michael booking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I, yeah, one time I was in Philly. We had worked a show at the arena and I had uh, the ECW arena because I'm going to name drop there. Let me just pick up that name I just dropped. Excuse Woo! me. Mm -hmm. um, we were there. Uh, I was there alone that day. When I used to go to Philly, we used to drive down with either the Dark Order or 2.0 or various rookies who I brought along. Like, for example, Ethan Page's first American tour was with me um, at Shakara Young Lions Cup in like 2000 and early. I don't I'm not good with dates, but uh, I had gone alone for that reason. For some reason, I think I'd driven by myself because I had exams that weekend. And I had used to like go. I was in university at the time and I used to go wrestle, come back on the Sunday, you know, go to school on Monday. I mean, kind of thing. As 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 a professor in training obviously right right exactly exactly yeah. um i got my tires slashed at the arena uh i was like arguing with fans like working them what have you and then i remember some people like oh we know where you you know where you parked and i was like well, oh, yeah, yes, said, you, have, you, have, you have the quebec license plate, I, right? the quebec oh, yeah. plate slashed my tire oh lully's gone yeah Lully's still with us no he's gone um he'll be back slashed slashed my uh, tires i had to uh no, drive I'm, home on I mean, I, i'm oh. here my 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 computer's just struggling 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Well, speaking of struggling, that's how I had to get home, uh, driving my mom's car on one of the donut wheels. And that drive is usually about 10 hours, but it took about 18 hours to get home. Yeah. Yeah. You can only go like half speed at that. Yeah. That's like the like thing, though. I mean, like, I feel, I'm, uh, I don't know if it was Philly. I mean, it, it could be Philly, but that happens in, uh, it was either Boston or Philly. So one or the other when mm. the Habs were playing either or in the playoffs where all the car, like literally all the cars with Quebec license plates got their like, got dinged or tires slashed they or whatever. They hate rubber there. They just hate tires. And I'm like, you're a real piece of shit. You're like, this is a, like, a, you're like, you're, you're genuinely yeah. really inconvenience me, costing me some real money, whatever, because of the sports thing. You're in a different country. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm, so, I'm, it's fake. I'm a heel. I'm supposed to make you mad. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had to drive home by myself and in Philly, everybody was nice. You know, like I had the hazards on. And I was halfway on the shoulder, you know, doing my best to, like, get out of everybody's way. Like, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, in Pennsylvania, people were cool. And then Jersey was fine. Then I got to New York. And, man, every single stereotype of human being flipped me off. Like, grandmothers, small children, dogs, army veterans. Um, every single one of them flipped me off. You got to watch got... out for those small children. Not not fun. They're, they're little fingers. They are... Uh, Small but deadly, you know. <laughs> it hurts more when it comes for them. I was gonna and say so, also yeah. the is there like I I feel that like every time we've seen a fan, uh, like I'm thinking both hockey and pro wrestling, like mm. once a fan like enters the, either the ring or somehow like there's that famous clip there of the guy like the the guy who falls into like Ty Domi's penalty box. Sweet. Like there's like a drunken yeah. fan who like topples over to the penalty box and you just see Domi like shit eating grin on his face. He's like, oh now I can. Beat I get to you beat up the shit out of you because you've yeah, entered yeah. my world. You fool! Like, you fool! <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, and I yeah, no, no fan has ever tried to get in the ring. I don't think, or if I have, I've repressed that memory. Um, well, there's that WCW but, clip, right? Of a guy who, like goes in and like Razor just starts actually stomping on. They're like, yeah. Just, like, yeah, well, yeah, because like now that it happened to Seth, Rollins, anytime something ha like this happens online, people always relive a grouping of them right so like Bret yeah. Hart getting yeah. attacked in MLW Jacob Fatu threw a chair at a dude and just like knocked him out nice there was also uh and that was just part was, of the match that was just uh, yeah he was yeah. just going through yeah just in, that was a spot brother um <laughs> there's one I think my favorite one is um uh, a fan attack Stone Cold Steve Austin and he's in the ring with Earl Hebner and Triple H and Triple H just like shoot Germans the guy like picks yeah. him up, breaks kayfabe, shoot Germans him, fucking tackles him, <laughs> does the mounted punches. Like he's not slapping his thigh. Like those are real mounted punches. Yeah. Um. There's also that Eddie Guerrero one where the guy like tries to push him off the ladder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's a, Eddie Guerrero has a couple. There's also one where a guy tried to slide under the bottom rope and he just drops a knee on this guy. Hell back. yeah, he does. <laughs> I don't know why people do that. I mean, I why? What's what clearly? Do you, what do you think you're gonna do? They're not. They're not. Uh, you can't be thinking straight when you do that. There's no. There's, there was a clip. A clip going around today or whatever of a guy who who got into a little person match, like fan who jumped into a little person match. Oh, and I then, shared that. Yeah, and then the little person <laughs> wrestlers kicked the tar out of him, and like it cuts to like the clip after he's like huge shiner split over Good. face, whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah. dude, there's still wrestlers. Those minis, those minis don't <laughs> Yo, fuck, they'll fuck around, you up. Dude. They'll fuck yeah, you yeah, up. Like, yeah. Those I've are still like they're, they're still jacked professional wrestlers, man. Yeah, smaller. Like, what are you doing? Like I would, I would just to like imagine a world where you're like, hey, I'm gonna pick a fight with a guy who like is in pretty good physical condition while I'm oh, completely shit faced, and he's yeah. like 
in performance mode. Like I'm like, you yeah, know how much yeah. shit you have to go through to be a professional wrestler. Like even yeah. if they're not quote unquote real followers, the amount of mental toughness you need to have to be a professional wrestler. You still in shape, good cardio. Show, you're like, gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, like you've you've gone through a rigorous amount of training at this point. Like you know a thing or two. And also, yeah. like everybody in the ring is going to be against you. Like it's not like the baby face is going to join. Oh wow, thanks, cleaner. I got this hot tag. Like <laughs> awesome. Here I go. Like yeah. no. What are you doing? But hey, has that ever showbiz. happened in Montreal? Like, has that ever like uh, have fans ever jumped? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, one time there was a match between it was at Bogey's World. Shout out Bogey's oh, World. There's now flea oh, market. That, that that takes me back. Oh my! There God. was um, it was Kevin Steen against Maxim Boyer in the IWS, and Kevin had been yelling at this fan all night long, and this fan had to be yelling back. And Kevin did the sit on the ropes, invite you in the ring deal, you know? And then the guy <laughs> actually tried to get into the ring and Kevin just fucking booted him. He just drops a knee on his head and just starts <laughs> pounding on him. And the guy gets thrown out. Like security grabs him and like throws him the fuck out. Um, very entertaining. Very fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Kevin, looking back on it now, probably wish he did not beat the ever loving crap out of the guy. But you know what? You uh, work for Triple H. You don't cross. There's some lines that you don't cross. And. You know, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. And you don't try to jump over a wrestler in the ring. It's that simple. Yeah, I think that's yeah, exactly. wrestlers that, do. That, that, that's the thing that I, that I think like blows my mind whenever we see those clips or whatever. Is is just like I said. It's like you're like you wouldn't do it in any other. Like you wouldn't do it. And I guess it's I guess it's because wrestling trades so heavily and kind of blurring the lines between reality yeah. and whatever. I was like, because like you you would never imagine that to be like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get up into the into this play. Like, well, that's and the, I want to start Like, you're like, I, I could yeah. do a better Romeo and Romeo and Juliet than this fool and just like jump up on stage and be like, and then die because yeah. that's yeah. a real authentic Romeo. There you go. <laughs> then get actual murdered. Yeah. I guess there's, I guess there's hecklers, but hecklers will rarely get up on stage, right? For comedy. But I, I, I mean, in comedy, I've never had, I actually, there, sorry, there has been someone who got on stage. Remember uh, oh. the guy who was like, did you fight? All tattoo- I didn't know. I didn't fight yeah. him. There was a guy I did have to actually I've I've gotten into a couple scuffles in comedy nothing near what you guys are describing but there was <laughs> a guy remember, remember the guy who was tattooed as like a skull a Montrealer zombie boy yeah. Him? yeah 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 he went so one of my buddies was performing at the now defunct Burritoville uh near uh Concordia and he got on stage and decided that while this guy was speaking he would take the mic and tell him a joke so zombie boy comes up on stage and he goes my grandfather died in World War II he fell from his guard tower and then he left oh he was a nazi that's, that's the, yeah. the joke oh and then my buddy my yeah. buddy had to pick up his, the mic and continue for another like four minutes oh yeah there has been a couple what did he say this. He, i don't know he was well, just what like, material do you go to do you go like oh i got a tight five like i got a fan heckler comes and makes a nazi joke tight five like do you get trained <laughs> no, by that in comedy school no, no, definitely not that, oh. the comedy school is a hilarious concept they do have See, that in french but in english it's all mm. learning on the job and figuring yeah, yeah. it out um i hey, think there's that, the joey elias comedy school didn't you go yeah. to that i did I yeah. did, absolutely. It's a, school, just say it's a French thing. You literally went to the Joey. Well, no, no, but okay, no, did no, you no, speak French have, okay. at the school? Was it all in French? You jerks! I imagine so it was the terrible. French. <laughs> the French have an actual school program, like forty hours a week, accredited, like a an institution, like a learning institution. Oh, the way you could like take, yeah, like, the an acting course, humor like, school. Do you mean yeah, France like, or Quebec? Quebec, bro. Oh, okay. 
Well, like yeah, but, right. <laughs> oh man, I was gonna wait. So they have a comedy college. Quebec has a comedy program. It called it such jokes. <laughs> Ah, got him. A All comedy right. national, the Ecole Nationale oh. de l'Humour. And in English, like, of course, you do a, a course for a couple of weeks or whatever, but these guys have like a curriculum, semesters. They yeah, like, like if you think about it like an actor, right? Leads, like, you could be yeah, a professional theater a student. Lully, who is the uh, Quebecois equivalent of Professor A. Shane Hawk in the comedy world? I plead the fifth. Ah, uh, boo! We're not doing that. Who, uh, well, okay, I have to think of who who made a triumphant comeback after being retired. That has to be a short list. Who has also been almost two decades in the industry? Oh boy! Oh, and boy. Uh, has plenty of students as well. Soft, soft Walter, right? Because Walter said he was. Walter has stepped Walter's, away from Walter's, comedy so many times and never. Yeah, actually but Walter. Left. Walter quits things every three months. Says, yeah. I'm leaving this podcast. So he is like a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah, yeah. He, loses, he loses his smile quite often. Oh, man. There's a lot of lost smiles with Walter. I'm going to stop doing World's windows. Smallest, then he's doing World's Smallest again. I'm going to stop booking so many shows, and then he's booking more yeah, shows. Yeah, he's and... booking more shows. Yeah. Actually, Shane, why don't you talk to us a little bit about, because we touched on it just a couple seconds ago, but you were, like, retired for all intents and purposes. I was. You, you thought your in-ring career was over, and now you're back wrestling. Like, how did, tell us about, how did that happen? What happened there? Well, um... In 2017, I uh, got a concussion in the ring from player at the time, now Evil Uno, uh, at a charity show in... No, it's okay. We love him. Uh, In a charity show in Ottawa for C4 Wrestling called uh, Fighting Back. Uh, They do do a big cancer benefit show every year. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's very cool stuff. And so anyway, uh, it was a six-man tag, uh, Dark Order... uh, a team, so Nick and Stu, or, or Uno and Stu Grayson, uh, taking on uh, who was it? Oh, it was like them and I think Thomas Dubois against me and Heavy Metal Chaos. Anyway, okay. whatever, irrelevant. It's it was a six man tag of some sort. We did a strike circuit where everybody was hitting a big strike, bip bip bip, and then Uno went to tag me with a forearm. And like I've wrestled Uno, I can't even tell you how many times we came up together in the industry. But like I just we were off, and he hit me in the temple. Um, and I was kind of concussed for that woozy. Uh, but I got up and did a flip. I did a topic on hero, like a flip dive Very over nice. the top rope, landed on my feet, had never done it before. Just got concussed, landed on my feet. And then I crumpled never to wrestle again. Uh, well, until, uh, so uh-huh. like that happened. And then I had to take some time off, um, the gym and I was like working out pretty intensely at the time. And uh, I had a bunch of nagging injuries that were kind of just waiting for me to slow down to like go off. Like my body was a ticking time bomb. So uh, I was kneeling uh, in my old apartment and uh, like stood up. I was like doing, you know, like you put like plastic on the windows, you know, like the right. window plastic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was doing Save that. Save on heating. Up. Yeah. That. Um, oh, I, I was up. thinking decorative, decorative, like my girlfriend during Halloween, like one of the spider gimmicks. No, no, no. I was saving on heating. I'm Jewish. Um, oh, got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I stood up. My knee just exploded. My MCL just like literally went, oh. uh, and just tore uh, 12 inches. So uh, I started walking with a cane. Um, and because I had this cane, it put my hips out of place. So then my knee, knee eventually heals. And I get on the treadmill, and I'm rehabbing it. And I plant my foot wrong. Um, and my L5S1 disc shoots 44 millimeters out of my back. 
uh, that's the that's the disc that's right by the pelvis. I'm using my hands to show you like that makes any difference in TV land. Um, yeah, audio for land. For all right? the yeah, yeah. for all for all the listeners, I want to just say that his pantomime about the the spine, 100 percent accurate. Yeah, yeah. right. Like um, that's why I'm a professor. I could have been a doctor, you know. Could have been yeah. unbelievable. Uh, but so it's the L5S1 is the um the disc closest to your pelvis, like it's right near your hips, um, and it caused a severe stenosis on my sciatic nerve, and that's when the um, passageway, the nerves passageway. Uh, gets blocked by something so essentially it's extremely painful and it would cause my left leg to just shut down yeah i was gonna say i was like i I feel that anything like that low and whatever you're like in in real like like i can't walk anymore no yeah i could not stand yeah uh so i for me i was like oh i'm i'm done like i can't like like i can't walk and i couldn't walk for quite some time um and then i started like so i did a lot of physio i did a lot of acupuncture and a stem lot cells of, stem cells oh yeah yeah, yeah. chirogenics uh, <laughs> yeah. uh and then um i was brought to a secret uh, underground facility uh in northern canada where they infused my skeleton with adamantium yeah, luckily my program I'm my healing ex he like my healing factor kicked in um, and I retconned my own backstory to remove that. But regardless, uh, I like it was mostly just me with a dude, like a physiotherapist, uh, in a room, like and him just like jamming my shit back in. Like uh, uh, they they offered me surgery, uh, but if I had taken the surgery, I would have. There was not a hundred percent success rate, and also I would have needed another surgery in ten years. So my options were to like suffer for two years and just do it old country way. Or yeah. go for the surgery, no guarantees, and need another thing. So I went for an old country way and decided to suffer like a big idiot. Um, but uh, over time, so over the course of the next like three and four years, uh, I'm rehabbing like crazy. I'm stretching. I'm doing physio all. I was doing physio four times a week. Um, I was doing massage and heat therapy and electrolysis where they shock your discs back into place. Um I was like, I, I put in the hours. I took full advantage of uh, my job's insurance and did a lot of various <laughs> healing yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, then... Shout out to benefits. Yeah. So then we had uh, the Bennies. Uh, we had, like, we opened the IBS Dojo and I was already part of it. Big Magic. Uh, uh, Matt Lee from AEW. Uh, he was he took over for me for about nine months. And then I came back, uh, had the cane, walked with the cane. Hence the Professor H thing, um, because I was like, all right, well, you know, I still have a lot to contribute. Uh, while I was busted up, I still I wrote comics for WWE alongside my friend um, Andy Belanger, who's Bob the Animal Anger, who's my student now. Um, and I was like, OK, I still have a lot to contribute. You know, I can book things. I can tell stories. I can write things. I can teach people, et cetera. And then as I was teaching people, uh, I was getting more and more healthy and more and more in shape. I was working out real well, diet, cut a bunch of weight, feeling really good, you know? Uh, eventually went for a checkup and uh, doctor's like, you seem like you can handle yourself. I'm like, yeah, I feel really good. It's like, how's your head? No concussion symptoms, nothing. Uh, I could walk, I could work out, etc. All good. Uh, so I started taking a couple bumps in the ring just to see how it would feel. And now I bump like Ric Flair. As you know the story, how Ric Flair broke his back, so he bumps all right. to crush. He bumps on, to crush on one side, yeah. right? So I mostly bump on my right side, and I don't take that many bumps. Uh, I take try not to take too many bumps that inv- involve spinal compression. So uh, German suplexes are out. Uh, anything really? No, fan- where, where... no phantasms. Uh, the phantasm, yes. The phantom menace, no. Is that so, the one where he folds you in? Yeah, head? the storm cradle driver, which is his. Yeah, I, I don't know how to describe that word. It's 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 a driver. 
but that involves spinal compression. Uh, we have we have savvy listeners. They can work the YouTube. Yeah, exactly. He calls it the Phantom Menace, and it's called originally called the Storm Cradle Driver, invented by Quiet Storm, who had an excellent run in Ring of Honor and CCW alongside the SATs, uh, Brian XL, and the incomparable Amazing Red. Hmm. Yeah, how about that for knowledge? And that's why I'm the professor. Anyway, so I started wrestling again. And I had, there we go. Uh, had some comeback matches and uh, in the dojo, and they were going real well. And so I decided to I was going to make another run, uh, mostly to wrestle my students and to put my students over, which is what I've been doing so far. I'm not taking too many bookings as it is. I'm very much mm-hmm. focused on IWS and the dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a program with uh, Matt Viviani, who's now um, a member of Casanova Productions, and I'm managing an IWS. Uh, and oh, you US. teamed with yeah, yeah. You, you teamed with last show when you when you brought right. the aforementioned Bob Anger and his partners Lefisto Ed- and Sexy Eddie and Edward the Sexual. That's right. And Bob Anger is also my student, so we've done a three month program at IWS uh, based around getting him a little bit more um, reaction to sink a seat. And he's he's over like a million bucks. It's great. Uh, so I'm mostly just uh, mostly just putting over my kids. Like I'm back putting over my kids, which I know is strange because I'm a wrestling coach. Like, I'm a pro wrestling coach and promoter, so the idea that I'm putting my kids over and not just, like, putting myself over them all and giving myself the championship is very strange-sounding. However... Uh, Flash forward to 2022, Professor H, <laughs> world champion. I feel like I've earned the... Golden IBS shovel. <laughs> I've earned the IWS world title several times over, but it defeats the purpose to give it to myself, you know? I don't want to do that. Um, I also don't want to invent a title and give it to myself. Um like that, it just, I don't need, first of all, I don't need championships to be over because mm. I'm much prefer doing the like earlier card comedy shtick that I do now. Mm. Um, and like, I can wrestle my ass off. I've proved that I've beat people. I've been beaten. I broke my back for the industry. What else do I really need to do? Like a Canadian destroyer to get your, your respect? No, <laughs> grow up. Yeah. Like, five or six of them in a match. I watch AEW. Yeah, I'll slap the leg. <laughs> <laughs> and can you talk about like so you you mentioned that you have this big comeback and you put all this time and effort and blood mm-hmm. sweat tears into this comeback was there ever a point at you even when you got healthy you said well you know i've had a really good career like what you talked about mm-hmm. maybe i don't need to step back in the ring maybe it's just i had a good career and then i can still just be this producer and just be this booking guy and just be the person on the other side of the ropes Yes. However, wrestling is so fun. Right. (laughs) That's really what it is. Like, um, I did write myself out of the IWS story uh, at our last show. Uh, I took um, uh, the the door spot. Like, Lufisto put me through a door. Yeah, Lufisto destroyed you through a door. Then Eddie hits me with his finish. Then Animal makes me tap out. And that, like, that. I love that. Can we, did you did you help with that submission? Can we talk about that? Speedball did. It's the Tequila Sunrise made popular by Conan in WCW. Right, Ooh. but there's a yeah. but there's a, a clover leaf element with the legs. That's a bit there is that's right. I really it's a clover leaf sunlight. Yeah, so now that move is pretty over. Uh, he's over. Like we've gotten the the professor meatball stuff over. We've gotten Andy to get like lots of chance for animal, animal, animal. It's great. Uh, and now I'm I'm not going to be on the next show as a performer. I'm be managing uh, Casanova Productions next show against the Black Quebecois, uh, Carl Jepson, another student of mine who I'm very proud of. He's doing a great job. So. Uh, that show that match will be three of my students and Jeremy Prophet um, and me. Uh, and and I now really you put us, and also now you've put us in a very awkward situation because now Keith and I are contractually obligated to fight the guys from Jofo. 
So yeah, is that a thing? Well, I guess you know, so. Heat? Is Pro- there heat? Profit? No, uh, there's no heat. But profit is always on their podcast. Right, you're on podcast. I'm on, That's right. So, so now we listen have up, to Jofo. draw a line in this. Listen up, Jofo. Listen Wait, to this sound by Jofo. Why don't you Jofo your ass? Huh? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I also I also feel that like even even if we've like maybe we're in like tweener territory now, but like while Walter was co-hosting, we were absolutely the heels like at all times. Oh well, it's like, hard like to, it's hard like, to with have Walter any is, redeeming with, qualities when yeah. <laughs> while Walter was co-hosting. This is the heel podcast all the time. But I feel like I, I see Walter as more of an anti-hero, you know, like a real Batman. Oh type. yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walter <laughs> sure. The Punisher, Walter. How about that? Uh, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I've, I've been wrestling. Like I, I, I don't, ha- I don't think that I'm making it to WWE or AEW at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm 33 years old. Um, I've been wrestling for 18 years. I have a pl- plethora of injuries that they're not going to hire me. Like I'm damaged goods at this point. You know, like I broke my back. They're not going to hire me. Would um, you would you consider uh, training though? I mean, I guess I hell yeah, I would. And like, I, you'll take that contract in like a second. Yeah, I'll t- <laughs> I, it was it was at one point being discussed through yeah. uh, contacts that I have in the industry. Yeah, uh, that was being discussed, and also writing positions were being discussed. So mm-hmm. like, I I came close, but then COVID happened, and who knows if that will ever happen? And even then, it was never a sure thing. It was just emails were were. Mm-hmm. were sent back and forth but even then that was cool you know even the fact that it was on the table like it wasn't this for ridiculous sure. thing it wasn't ridiculous for me to say hey i could probably write there or hey i could probably train there mm-hmm. um was like oh that's actually very possible and a couple of guys went to bat for me like uh, uh lindsay vouched for me and drew gulak vouched for me and like uh, a couple of those people who have like i've known from back in the day uh they were kind enough to put in a good word for me of course matt martell and, and jeff parker were Matt Martell at the time, because NXT is Matt Lee now in the uh, root beer wrestling. But mm-hmm. uh, he was pushing for me. He helped quite a bit. He helped facilitate the whole thing. So, like, I've got friends in high places um, who have been helping me, which is which is awesome. But I, I right now, am focused on IWS and building my own thing. Um, yeah. I don't think that I'm getting signed, you know, like, to maybe as a writer, but, like, I'm not a wrestler. Uh, but what I am is... Uh, I'm a world level coach, that's for sure. And I'm I'm definitely a world class level writer. Uh, I've proven that. So there are tons of avenues, you know. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I feel like I could build my own thing. You know, we're on the we're on TV in 22 countries. That's not something mm-hmm. that's been done in this scene ever. Yeah, it's not something that's been done. Uh, we're we're selling out Metropolis multiple times in a row. We're doing pretty good. And I've got a whole bunch of students who I'm super proud of. Uh, so I, I'm still very fulfilled in what I'm doing now and don't feel like I necessarily need uh, a contract to the big leagues to uh, feel that sense of accomplishment of what I've done. Right. Although like, look, would I take it in a second? Absolutely. Obviously I would, <laughs> I would go to WWE for a cup of coffee and then get released and then add former WWE superstar to all of my flyer pictures <laughs> on the indies and raise my rate by like a hundred bucks. And then like, I'm set, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Zach Gowan and did release it. a release a, a tell all book. Yeah, right. About the writers' room. Oh, Do perfect. it. I, I I went to the, the writers' room. I went backstage uh, to SmackDown one time after the comics had come out. Uh, Robert Evans was a writer there on SmackDown. Uh, he wrote a lot of like the the Dean Ambrose Kingpin storyline. So like the good one with AJ Styles. He had brought me in because he wanted to be a writer for the WWE comic books. And like Robert and I have known each other for a really long time. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted to know how I got the comic books. 
but he still brought me in and I could like see their writing process and stuff. And then through my friends who were at the performance center, I also was able to, to get a lot of insider information on how things are done and I can handle it. Um, and I can use some of that language and use some of that knowledge to increase the scene here and just move things mm -hmm. forward here. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy doing that, but I, I, why am I resting again? The reason is that I'm addicted. It's yeah. I was going to say, well, when you were rehabbing, was it one of those things where you were like, I guess like simultaneously, like from what you're saying, the way I sort of see it is like simultaneously, you're, you like made your peace with the fact that maybe you're never going to wrestle again, but like the yeah. second your body lets you wrestle again, you're like, Oh yeah, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, yeah. you're okay. like, <laughs> like, I, so while I was like, while I was rehabbing, I was not picturing myself as Triple H in the Beautiful Day rehab video. You guys remember that video? The it's that dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, him. And he's doing fucking the, the knee, leg, knee. leg extensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, like, extensions. really fighting it. And they got, like, the, the, the protractor there to see the angle. Uh, I, that, so that was not what was in my head. Uh, what was yeah. in my head was, all right, I screwed up my body real bad. It's time to fix it so I can live at least the most comfortable life as possible moving forward. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but then it was like, oh, I can do this again. And I was like, well... Uh, don't mind if I do, you know? I mean, we've seen that, I mean, uh, just like very recently, even in, in the big leagues with Brian Danielson and Edge, right? Like yeah. it's like both yeah. bo both of them were like, yeah, like I doctors and my body are saying I can't wrestle again. If my body and doctors say I can wrestle again, I'm it's doing like, it. It's, it's happening. Like there's no question in my mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also I think like, I don't want to say doctors over exaggerate or anything but i do want to say that some doctors maybe didn't fully pay attention in med school and maybe paid some people to do their final exams for them and they're just trying to push pills at us i don't know uh that's a shoot just shane hawk shoots on the medical industry here in canada <laughs> Now we've had the whole yeah. show title. God hey. damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go plug yourself, doctors. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not a big doctor fan, but if you're a doctor out there and you buy my merch, I love you. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, if you're like, if you're a doctor, hang on. Yeah. I'm gonna add to that. If you're a doctor that somehow like represents like the faculty or whatever, who could give you an honorary degree in something, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. If you yeah. can, if you can yeah. positively affect my life, you'd be the first doctor yeah. to do if so. You could get an awesome. honorary PhD, uh, <laughs> carry that around forever. That's like just that's, that's gold. Listen, I, I have a bachelor's degree, man. I, I am a professional bachelor. Okay, that's that's <laughs> in the writing world. That is plenty. <laughs> Believe me. Like I'm a guy who went to university for English literature and worked in the field as a writer. Like, Ooh. whoa. You want to talk about making it to WWE? I think I actually am the one who got struck by lightning in that case. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's the home run right there. Yeah, really. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just to like bring it back to to wrestling. Like I just love this shit. I've loved it my whole life. Lawrence, you can attest to this. We went to summer camp together as children. I was as yeah. obsessed with it then as I am now. Uh, For sure. start, started training in professional wrestling at 13 years old. Foolish decision, but my parents knew that they were not going to be stopping me. I've been wrestling forever now. Uh, 33 like, years well, old. He's going he's gonna to jump through a table one way or the other. At least, like, let's teach him to tuck his chin. Like, Wear that's a like condom. A... You know, like, that's really what it was. Uh, they, they, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? But I was uh, going to say that, like, like you, you also even just, like, uh, at the top of the show, like, just pulling names and dates and wrestlers and tag teams or whatever. Like, like it's it's clear to me that you are not just a wrestler. You're also like clearly a super fan of I'm like a student of the game, brother from, from the big leagues all the way down to the Indies. You're like, you're dropping every tag team and 
Yeah, like straight up. Like I so I obviously this is an audio podcast, but like right right next to me that I'll show you guys in the video are like I bought two new wrestling books today. Like mm-hmm. I bought Moxley's book and I bought the Young Bucks book, and uh, I just I eat that shit up. I eat that shit so, up. So what 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 is it? I guess about wrestling for you obviously like because it's one of those things like i find like wrestling and comic books and stuff like where Mm. it's stuff that you're like it's kid stuff but then clearly for some of us we're like well we're in our 30s and 40s and whatnot and uh we're still really into wrestling and comic books so it's like what is what is it that i guess i think that nowadays it's more common that you stay into that shit longer yeah thank you big bang (laughs) theory (laughs) get out of here big bang theory can (laughs) no they made it socially acceptable sheldon is hilarious sir uh, I hate that show uh, so I have, much. I have, I have I have so many reservations. <laughs> uh, but I am but, shooting, no, boys. But yeah, no. But is that it? Is that like, um, like what? So, what is it about? Like what? What? What fascinated you as a kid? And like, how did that stick? Like last? Other than Sheldon's comedy, right? Other than the laugh track on Big Bang Theory, the greatest TV show all time. I can't even say it in a straight face. He never, he never <laughs> does it. Do it. He never does it when I see it in person. When I see yeah. it in person. <laughs> It's only it's only when he, when I when he's outside of my reach that he has such controversial uh, opinions about comedy. I, I'm just I'm being a heel is what it is. I'm being a next generation he meta heel. Up. This he is a meta heel thing. Yeah, exactly. I could tell you like mean things, but then you'd just be like, oh, that's funny. But if I say something yeah. like Big Bang Theory is a good TV show, that's heel work. Big Did Bang Theory find, deserved so, every single Emmy it got. I know I know Keith asked you a question about what you love about professional. Yeah, I'm gonna get into it. And <laughs> I want you to get into it. But after that, I want you to talk about kind of like is there because you kind of touched on it briefly is there like do you have to change the tactics are the traditional things that might have worked for years and years not working anymore is there a new kind of wave because of the damn internet so please remind me of the second layer of kayfabe and that will be the trigger word for me going on a rant about what you just asked oh fuck i'm gonna write it down yeah yeah yeah. the second (laughs) layer of kayfabe now um keith what 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 really attracts me to professional wrestling is i like two things um I like contact sports. I've always been into contact sports. I played rugby in high school. I did martial arts forever. Uh, Lawrence and I used to go to the wrestling room at summer camp and play WWF all the time. Uh, (laughs) I like contact sports. I'm a very physical guy. I'm a personal trainer as well. I like the weights. I'm a weight bro. But at the same time, um, I'm very flamboyant. Let's put it that way. Uh, I like acting and I like storytelling in particular. It's really storytelling that does it for me. And acting Mm -hmm. is kind of just an extension of telling stories and wrestling itself and fundamentally is a storytelling medium, but is done through physical activity, um, martial arts based stuff, which I really like as well. So it kind of meshes my two main interests with, uh, which are smashing people's faces and also putting smiles on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I'm obsessed with storytelling. That is, that's really my, my thing in life um, from the comic books to professional wrestling to, to anything like that uh, in terms of like theory and being a super fan. Um, I really like the structure of storytelling. Um, I really like seeing how it influences brain chemistry. Uh, like I'm a, I'm a huge storytelling nerd, right? Um, and I feel like there's professional wrestling is such a unique artistic medium that is probably the uh, last bastion of live Shakespearean theater that we really still get on such a, a massive scale. Um, I like that pro wrestling is a live medium and not a dead medium. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that uh, if you watch the Marvel movies in the theater and you ask Captain America to do something different, he will not change his story. Whereas okay. with a professional wrestler, uh, if you yell something at them, the story changes on the fly. And so the content creator and the audience are forming the narrative themselves at the same time. 
the audience and the, the creator are essentially teaming up to make their own narrative, uh, which is impossible to make otherwise. Like no one person yeah. could come up with this thing. And like, like even, and even, yeah, just to, to answer that, like, even if you're saying, okay, well, well, maybe you should sit back and whatever, even just cheering and booing, like you, it's, you make the integral to the, the story. Decision, like, exactly. like who, it's who so you're important. gonna cheer when you're gonna boo. The <laughs> the only kind of live theater I can really compare it to is like medieval times. Like you seen that mm. shit with like they do like the sword fights in front of you, but even then yeah. that's fully choreographed, right? Yeah. In pro wrestling, it's not fully choreographed A to Z. Even if you choreograph your entire match down to the last strike and you call it all backstage, whatever the fan says is not planned. Whatever yeah. the fan reaction is, is not planned. And what if they don't react the way you think they're going to react? You have to change what you're going to do. There's well, so much... the, the whole, the, 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 what is it? The Survivor Series with the, the Heart Foundation against, uh, like, Stone Cold. Was it Stone Cold? Are you the thinking of WrestleMania 13 double turn? No, 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 not the double turn. So there okay. was a, uh, a multi-man tag match. And it was like the Heart Foundation was there as heels, but it was in yeah. Calgary. And they just they just changed the finish on the fly because they were right. like, oh oh wait a second, we're in Calgary. You guys are like baby faces here. Right, right. There's exactly. nothing nothing you can do in the world is going to get the Calgary fans to boo the Heart Foundation. So they're like, yeah, you, this you is- could tell them that the Big Bang Theory is a good show. I bet you that would get a pop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, but like they- on the Heart Foundation, and the guy can't talk in front of women because he's anxious. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh man, what a good, good comedy! Comedy, comedy. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Have you ever, have you ever had any of those? Like, have you say like drastically altered a finish to a match because of the way the fans are going? No, not because the way the fans are going, but I have a drastically altered finish that I could tell you about, which is actually a very fun story. Um, It was at Battle War at Fafuna Electric, and I was wrestling my former tag team partner Stu Corvus, and I do a move called the Psychosis Stomp. And the psychosis stomp is uh, the guy sitting in the corner like the Bronco Buster, and then I do a double stomp onto his chest. Uh, but he was sitting wrong, and I double stomped his stomach accidentally, and uh, he pooped his pants. Oh no! <laughs> so we went home very quickly after that. He was like, "Go, go!" go. I was like, "All right, finish, go!" Yeah. Um, I have never really done a double turn based on crowd reaction. Uh, it, I, I don't think I've ever had. I've never been in a position in my career where the audience is not doing what I want them to do. Uh, And I know that that sounds very uh, big headed, conceited or something like that. But I feel that in terms of working an audience and having crowd control as a professional wrestler, I'm very, very talented at that. Um, And I think what makes me so talented at that is because I have, plenty of mental illness and spent so much time trying to understand human emotions and the human brain that I've translated it into my sport. And I know how to uh, cause dopamine and serotonin receptors to fire and how to make your brain flood with cortisol and give you anxiety just through artistic technique. Um, So I've, I've been booed when I should have been cheered before because I'm ginger. That counts. <laughs> uh, Didn't they used to chant when you started wrestling? They used to chant in French, "Kill the kill the redhead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but then you had the ginger world order, like you, yeah. to, to the root. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I have the ginger red order, but like in Quebec City, they call me Larue when they chant Larue, and I don't think they actually know my name is Shane Hawk or Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just think my name is Larue. Uh, that's fine though. They buy merch. I'm cool. Um, but then what about, um, I was going to say, what, what about like asshole, not asshole, but like 
your your indie fans like i will tell you right away that when my wife goes to an indie show she is mm. cheers every heel like 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 at at first she, that's what War. she's supposed to do yeah well, she's not a smart she's mark a, she's a lady she cheers the heels like yeah. that's it like like uh-uh. she like, like like absolutely like like will like it's fun that way participate yeah. in the show what are you doing <laughs> trying to seem like you're smarter than everybody at a fufun electric wrestling show grow up yeah, like so that's I just think so. That's not like like is it like I was I always wondered. I'm like obviously go go to the show, have fun. I'm not gonna in any way diminish my wife's audience or participation. But like like she's like literally the only person in Foofs like cheering the Tankmen. You know, that's like, fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Listen, did she pay her ticket? Is she having fun? Awesome. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Cecil Tanks is a beautiful man. So <laughs> like I'm cool with it. Uh, yeah, like, like you even see them like have have like we, a moment of pause of like like they're yeah. like why is there no, this no, no, small we, little blonde girl just marking out for tank men? Hell yeah, no, 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 I think I think it's fun. I think it's part of the the, the experience of going to a wrestling show and like going to Unf and Sanction at the Mtelis, uh was probably the first wrestling show live indie wrestling show that I've been to in fucking I don't even know how long. Thanks for and your support. Just, I was, Thank you. I was happy <laughs> to be COVID. It's been a bit of a, it's been a minute where yeah. we were not allowed to do anything. I, yeah. But I was there with a bunch of other comics and we were mm-hmm. there and we saw this one guy and he was a face. He was very obviously a good guy. And we all as a group decided, you know what? Fuck this guy in particular. Which guy was it? <laughs> the hot stepper. Oh yeah. You don't like the hot stepper. We just no. We just decided, no matter what he did, fuck him, fuck the hot stepper, <laughs> fuck his gear, <laughs> fuck right. his gimmick, fuck his dancing. We just decided, you know what? Nah, no, thank you. And it was the best time. And did I think it's just part of the experience. Yeah, you, yeah we booed, booed the hell out of him. That's it. As long as you participated, you're fine. We, we we chanted about his gear. We were like, nah, screw him. I, I love Gray Martin, by the way. I think he's a very uh, a very talented individual, also, and he's. I'm very sure good. I'm sure he is, but he was just the absolute. He's, I trained him here. so. Uh, Oh, uh, you're biased. Yeah. You're biased. You're coming uh, out here with uh, biased. He's, he's good. I also just remember just thinking about my wife and thinking about you booing the hot stepper. Oh no, you weren't with yeah. us. Walter was with us. We were at a WWE house show one time and like like pretty pretty close to the ring. And Sarah Sarah Big Show's wrestling. Sarah just yells out at the top of her lungs like, "I thought you were a Big Show, not a big baby." And like Show nice. actually just like stopped and looked and then just like saw like. Like Shane, you don't think my wife is like five four, a hundred pounds, whatever. Like, like I think he thought it was a child, <laughs> like, like, like an actual big baby. Like, and he's well, like, takes an actual big baby, but like when he looked out to the audience, I think saw a child and was like, "Wow!" Like, like he was like, "Did a child just like echo me?" This is such an eloquent ten year old. Jesus, <laughs> exactly. I thought you were a is big ten year old smoking. What? Not a big baby. How smart is this person? Is this young <laughs> Sheldon? <laughs> Um, young, young <laughs> where you get to, where you but, get a spin off of the greatest character in the yeah, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that um, how you react at a professional wrestling show is completely your prerogative, as long as you're not trying to make it about you. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who are, are doing their smart mark business to just take the attention away from the show and are trying to get the audience attention on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a bit much. Like, if you're just, like, being an asshole, so people start, like, heel fans, quote-unquote, who are, like, healing other fans. Like, what just, does that mean? So, like, the, you'll, you'll, like, see heel fans, right, who will, like, insult fans chanting for baby faces. Because they're heels, right? Okay. It's dumb. That seems, that's it, but, like, at that point, you're not even paying attention to what's going on in the No, ring. you're making you're it about like, you. And, like, fans, fans with gimmicks, you know, like... 
Well, again, again, it's, I think fans, it's, wait, 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 fans with gimmicks, yeah, yeah, fans with on, gimmicks. Like Frank the clown and all that nonsense. Like that's all. Oh, that oh, stuff. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> I can't really, I can't talk shit about Frank the clown. I mean, he bagged Noel Foley. Oh, okay. I, I was like, have we met? Have we met him? Or is he a friend of the show? No, like, <laughs> he's a friend of the show. Some, some sort of friend of the show. Yeah, like I, I will, I will, I will tell you nothing. Something. Nothing, nothing will, nothing turns like gets me more riled up than seeing Brock Lesnar guy at a pay per view. I'm like, get, I hate that guy. <laughs> like just like, seeing him in his, in his. Why are you making it about you? And I'm sure, like maybe he's nice. I don't know. I've never yeah. met him, but like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even show? care. I didn't even care about him. Until someone like or whatever sent like a tweet and on his Twitter bio, he was like trying to find my place in the business. I'm like, you're yeah. a guy who can afford front row tickets. That's that's your place in the business. Who cares? Like no one like you don't have a place in the business. You just can afford front row tickets. That's right. your place. In so the like business. fans who Sit try down. to hijack the show. I'm not <laughs> I'm not about that. Um, if you want to be part of the show so bad, go to wrestling school, bro. Like, man, <laughs> I, I in fact run one. You can yeah. come be my student. Hey um, Shane, and become a wrestler. <laughs> get sent slide into my DMs. That's please. It. Get trained by not, not what not sexually, respectfully. Maybe sexually. Yeah, do it respectfully. It's 2021. Yeah, yeah. Oh, respectfully slide into my DMs. It's true. Um, um, did you want to usually usually? Uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure we talk about second level. Okay, babe. Then we're going to go to five questions that we ask all of our guests, and then we're going to land this plane, baby. Yeah, that's okay. it. I was like, but I want I want to hear about the second level of okay, yeah, and then okay. And then the mysterious third the level second of level. And then the, so the black it's, belt it's, fourth it's, hidden level it's of It's layers and layers and layers. Have you ever heard uh, the parable of the woman who uh, she's in a mental institution, and she's trying to explain um, she's trying to explain the universe to a physicist? Okay. And he's, she says that the earth is not round, it's flat, and it rests on the back of a giant turtle. Mm-hmm. And then the physicist says, okay, well, what does the turtle rest on? And she says, another turtle. And the man, the physicist says, okay, what does that turtle rest on? And the woman says, you don't understand, it's turtles and turtles and turtles all the way down. The parable is that once you get into an infinite regress, like in these le- levels of... of kayfabe um reality and uh kayfabe start to blend into each other Mm -hmm. and the only way we can really act with intent is to act in kayfabe or act outside of kayfabe as i speak to you right right now i'm shane hawk and i'm professor h and i'm andrew because i yell my name but i'm also the person who's been in wrestling for 18 years and there's so many Mm -hmm. different masks that i could be wearing to me the second layer of kayfabe is social media how you post about yourself and how you present your online persona is a layer of kayfabe in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. You have your wrestling character, right? That's who you play on TV. And then you have your social media persona. Everybody has a kayfabe social media character, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, exactly. You're only sharing what you want to share about yourself, which is sending a message, which is putting out a... This is what I think is cool. This is why I think you should like me, etc. Or this is why I'm a troll (laughs) and a heel, etc. Um... The second layer of kayfabe is social media. Then you have the third layer of kayfabe, which is how people act in front of their professional po- colleagues and peers. In professional wrestling, I'm talking about how people play politics with the boys backstage. Which, which again, which again is also still everyone has that. Like I am a yeah. genuinely yeah. different dude at work. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> than I am with my friends. Like, like kayfabe and reality blend into each other quite yeah. a bit, but we're still assuming these roles in our conversations, in our relationships. We're yeah. putting forward these roles in our interpersonal relationships and connections that we play by and expect to be treated as such. Mm -hmm. So, for example, in North America, we often ask people, what do you do for a living pretty quickly? And then we make a snap decision about whether we're going to respect them for being a doctor or disrespect them for being one of the writers of Young Sheldon. Um, yeah, I would take that gig in a second. Yeah, you would, eh? <laughs> 100%. Howard, the guy, the nerd, Howard doesn't get women, but likes women. Do you get it? Yeah. Oh, so I, good. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy. Um so I, I do think that there's different levels of kayfabe, and then there's like the, the different masks that we wear as human beings, the different roles and hats that we put on. Um, and I believe that as a performer, like even your your merchandise and what you curate as merchandise speaks to another layer of kayfabe. It's a way people are going to react to you that's maybe not necessarily in line with your core beliefs and who you are as a human being, but it's a product that you're putting forward in order to get people to pay attention. So as entertainers, we have all of these separate level, levels of kayfabe where we have what people see on the show, how we interact with fans compared to how we interact with uh, the boys backstage. We have online social media. Which social media platforms are you on? What do you do with them? Are you on TikTok? Are you young and hip? I don't know. I just learned about TikTok from the Voros twins. That's a thing. Um, when you go to all these layers of kayfabe, I don't believe that kayfabe exists in the uh, binary that it's always been defined as. Like, this is real. This is fake. I don't yeah. think I don't think that dichotomy exists anymore. I also don't think the heel and face dichotomy exists so much anymore either. Mm -hmm. I think the characters are just characters. They're a unique combination of elements. E each human being is a unique combination of elements and experiences. Sure, we try to put each other into boxes and categorize each other. But regardless, we're all individually unique. Um, and I feel that wrestling characters are the same. They're not faces or they're heels, they're characters, and they become face or heel based on what the interaction of the narrative is. So, for example, myself, as Professor H, as, uh, you know, this, this teacher, maybe I'm wrestling somebody newer who is not well-liked, and I'm teaching them a lesson, and then I have the veteran role. But also, like, I could play easily be the heel where I think that I know more than everybody, which, I mean, yeah. I do to an extent. Um, I always think that. I yeah, do think I that. Not that I do know that. But everything that everything that you were saying, I, I think as a as a fan of his and as a it like literally got me back into the product way back when, but was just like very much like I think the first time we saw that on the at the big level was really with Punk in WWE, where yeah, at, at the WWE level, I'm not saying no one else was doing it like right, was, right. Like there was stuff in our way, but it was just sort of like, like a because you know what, either he's straight edge and better than you. Or he's like straight edge and a man of the people. But, you know, it's sort of like he would lean into like depending on how he's kind of going. And then he also, I think, worked a lot of fans by taking oh, he's actually a little uncomfortable in the company and then taking that into his mic stuff. And then everyone's like, is this real? Like, and obviously that, all, I think, culminated with everybody right, thinking the pipe but, bomb was the most real thing in the world, you know, like. But it like, wasn't. And, no, of course it wasn't. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. But I was like, but that uh, that was the first time I think that we saw on WWE at that level of your like, Oh, now all of a sudden I'm getting work. I don't, I can't remember anything well, on WWE that was like that. Does before. WWE count as mainstream wrestling or just WWE? Cause even then, like there's been some blurred line stuff before, but also what everything that you just mentioned was still performance. Oh, everything 100%. that you just mentioned like, was on screen or done like, and, and, and I'm talking about calculated and thought about and written and like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I saying that the, the next levels of kayfabe don't involve performance. 
they involve what fans quote unquote see us as real. Like for example, how I would interact with speedball Mike Bailey on Twitter. Yeah. Like I think that those, well then in that case, I'm going to say Randy Orton is the guy who's on top of that. Like Randy Orton's Twitter is crazy over. I could not care about him in the ring, but I was like, Oh, anytime he tweets, I'm like, what's Randy Orton saying now? Right. Exactly. (laughs) And, but it's also a layer of kayfabe because I'm sure that's not who he is in real life. Right. Yeah. But he's not also not doing his Twitter thing on WWE programming. Yeah, exactly. Another layer of kayfabe, for example, would be up, up, down, down. Yeah, right? exactly. it's not it's not necessarily a performance. It's quote unquote more real, closer, yeah. more intimate, but it's still not who they are as human beings. And I think that yeah. kayfabe, the way that we understand it is now a spectrum of intimacy. Yeah, um, well, and it it's, al- it's from... also like, yeah, I, I remember especially like, They've toned it back a little bit, but like when AEW started, when you were just sort of like, wait, the BTE storylines were like bleeding into the show, and then you're like, right. <laughs> you're like, wait, like that. Do I need to watch BTE to understand AEW? But BTE is a joke, and AEW is the show, and they're somewhere. There's a guy who is real, like you know, right. like it would be like if Raj Patel had a YouTube show, but under his real name. You know, the guy who can't talk because he's shy around women. Remember that? That's good comedy. <laughs> um, if he had his own YouTube like podcast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't his own character. He was like his real name. Yeah. That would still be a level of, of kayfabe, right? Because it's not, yeah. you're not going to perform in front <laughs> of an audience. Like when you have an audience, you're going to act differently than if you were alone. Yeah. So I tell not my Lawrence, students though. to, no, Lawrence is always the same. He just sits there. It's always on. I just, uh, look, if there's a crowd or there's, I, I've performed in front of enough empty rooms to know that I'm the same guy. If there's a crowd or if there's nobody, <laughs> mm, got us. Pay what you can't. If you pay with the scan show, oh my god, trust <laughs> me, I'm the same guy. If you pay for I mean, Lawrence, you get Lawrence 100 percent every time. I I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that we all have our demons and our skeletons that we hide in the closet. It's just that. Nowadays, with everything being so intimate and personal and so much social media, there are still skeletons we keep hidden that maybe we would have shown once upon a time or things that we have shown that we would have preferred and stayed hidden. Um, yeah. Leaks, stuff like that can happen. I think I think that's that's the that's the biggest part is that in many ways, like you said, it's like the the, the world of kayfabe at this point transcends wrestling by a wide margin, especially in social media, because it's wrestling like is what, life. What people are doing on Twitter and TikTok as your TikTok boys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and whatnot. It's just like they're called the Voros twins. The Voros yeah, love twins. the TikToks. I, I am young and hip and know all about Yeah, but I was saying like the, the same TikToks. thing literally the, the like like if you talk about like kayfabe, like working themselves into a shoot, whatever, there's like the like Logan Paul. Like yeah. that's that's yes. like you're like, wait, now he's in real boxing fights? You're like, yeah, you work everything is wrestling. Everything <laughs> yeah. is professional rest. Everything's yeah. a work. If there's money involved, if money is being exchanged, it's a work. Life yeah. is fake, pro wrestling is real. I will say also, oh, as shit. someone who watches I watch a good amount of UFC and like in the last like bas- basically since McGregor. <laughs> like they really they really exactly they were like oh yeah. wait a second we but get baby been, faces and heels but that's like, been going on a long that's been going on it's it's Muhammad it's it's, it's, it's really 40, years ago. people have been i mean trash talking goes back to boxing and whatnot that that's fine trash talking people, goes back to the garden of eden no, boxing no, adam was like no. cover up your bosom wench yeah i mean trash talking to sell a fight like yeah that's that was boxing was like yeah. famous for that but i'm just saying but like, if, you watch, if you watch the ufc product 
in the last couple of years, every fight has a storyline. It used to be like once every yeah. couple pay-per-views, you'd be like, this one's personal. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, like that would be every like three or four months. Now it's like every single fight is somehow personal. Every, like, every like, fight is like, you fucked my wife. You broke my truck. Oh, I'll fight you. Yeah. Like it's the whole thing. Like, there's a writer's room. You, there's like, there's a hundred percent of writer's room somewhere. Like, yeah. You, you crashed my father's funeral. Yeah. You dragged <laughs> his casket with yeah. a chain. <laughs> Uh, smashed his gold watch now that's just ridiculous oh yeah hit me with five questions let's go uh big show all right not a big baby (laughs) question number one what do your thoughts sound like what do my thoughts sound like yeah yep all right well listeners if your volume is turned all the way up i suggest that you set it to maybe medium Oh, no. Okay, I got this. It's going to be all right. Okay, Andrew, you got this. You're going to be able to do this. You're smart. You're strong. You're very successful. Make money. <laughs> like, like that, that's your mantra every morning. Uh, the pos- positive affirmation. Yeah. I do actually do positive affirmations every morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. It's real. I make it real. I, I, I don't I don't do positive affirmations, but I I do uh, and I don't journal it. But when I go to bed, I try to like gratitude chronicle at the end of the day, like to be like, I'm like, what things like made me happy today, even if they were small. I try to like reflect on that as I go to sleep. I think it's a good like send off. And I think it's just like you don't spend yeah. enough time thinking about like the shit that actually like went well. You always dwell on the negative. I try to do that. So mm. I, I count. I count at night. I count backwards. Yeah. From what number? From 100. Well, also simultaneously having my eyes closed, but making my eyes look up, which apparently strokes beta waves. I don't know. But it like occupies my mind enough that my anxiety chills for like the amount of time sure. you get to fall asleep. I'll also, also, I just wanted to I just want to take a quick second to tell you that this is a family podcast, so you can't talk about stroking your beta waves. <laughs> mm. Okay, we could talk more about uh, the Big Bang Theory if you like. Dang, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Keith! Second question. Four. Second question. Uh, what was your favorite thing to eat as a child? Could be a snack, could be a meal. And this is a family thing, eh? Uh-oh. That's right. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, you're too. We're going back to camp sir? with Lully there, <laughs> sir. What? Sir. Yes, sir. Sir, your best behavior, sir. Actually, I- Actually, I'm just—I no, was just actually, thinking about you two no guys as youngins, just in the wrestling room, and I'm. I, okay, I mean, so Shane Hawk had a lovely red mushroom cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before I had the long hair, I had a mushroom cut. Very uh, Battery Boys. Nice. It was, it was a great look in yeah. 2000 and 2001. That was the look. It was. Yeah, it was real. I was a Nick cute Car- kid. Nick, Nick Carter. You're, I want to say. Aaron, you, you, Carter. First of all, I don't know why you. I don't know why you said cute in the past tense. You were a cute kid. I said you cute are. kid. I'm not a kid anymore. That's fair. That's fair. That's accurate. I'm an You're old grizzled vet. Cute kid, Dash cute it. man. Yeah. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've gotten too old to use cute. I guess. Yeah. You, got, you want to you want to flip to handsome at some point. If everybody's thing still is, is that like you're cute. Well, guys, you know, I think I cute, but I know I'm sexy. Oh. You know, I've got the looks. The drive the girls wild. The girls wild. Uh, my favorite food growing up. Excellent question. Um. You know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with butter. And no. here's why. We never had real butter at home. We only had margarine. Oh. Fuck me too. Oh my God. Yeah. So whenever I would go to a friend's house and they had butter, I would always ask for a piece of bread with real butter because it's so different. Uh, I also really like Japanese food, but like it's, I just vividly remember asking all my friends' parents for like a piece of bread, not toast, 
bread. <laughs> Just give me some bread and butter. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And everybody's I, like, I, are you, I had are a, you being neglected? Like, whoa. <laughs> I had a weird flashback because my family was also it was a margarine family. And that, I, I want to say lactansia, brown margarine tub, like... My wife always cooks with genuine butter. We always have real butter in the house. Uh, we've been together like 14 years. That's all I know now. And I had like, I was in the grocery store the other day and I saw that tub of margarine. And I was like, oh man, fuck margarine. <laughs> like, I was just like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck margarine. I can't believe it's not edible food. You know? I, no, I can't believe it's not Sheldon. Yeah. Young oh. Sheldon on in, on CBS. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Can you get sponsored by them? Can I be the first professional <laughs> wrestler sponsored I, by Young Sheldon? I need to have a shower after these Big Bang Theory <laughs> CBS property references. It's too much. Uh, question, question number, number three. three. What is the best or worst thing about growing up? The best or worst thing about growing up? It could be an well, and not, or or an or. You, you don't need to. If you have a strong. Well, what about best. Do I have to do one of each or I just have to pick no, no, one. You, you could you could you could pick you could do best you yeah. could do worst yeah or you could do both. Okay, best thing. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> it sounds so old as I say not do having it, to pay it. bills and like not having yeah. to work and just being free actually, to like. That, that comes up often. That comes uh, up often. Yeah. yeah. Um. That and. Uh, you can get away with a bunch of shit because, like, you're innocent. People don't know what you're doing. Now, like, yeah. if I make a mistake, it's the end of the world. Then, hey, nobody cried over spilled milk. Am I right? And mm -hmm. that, so, like, the, the lack of accountability of childhood. I'll, I'll also say that I yeah. don't even think that children have that anymore as much as no. we did, right? Because everything's because, online now. Yeah, exactly. Because of, of cell phones and whatever else, I was like, yeah, it was like the idea of, like, you could, like, wander off to the wood and, like, kick a rock at a train or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that, and if it, say you broke something, you'd be like, let's just bail. Now you're like, no, yeah. I videotaped it. No, I'm live streaming. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, like, exactly. what? No. I'm on oh, twitch.tv slash kicking rocks at trains and I can't do it. My, my content. Uh, the worst thing about growing up is not knowing who you are. Oh. oh what I mean shit. by that is that now, if somebody offers me some food, I know if I like it or not. If it's a Friday night, I know that I would rather stay home than go to a club. Uh, whereas when you're young and experimenting, you got to do a lot of shit that you don't want to do because either your friends want to, or you want to be cool or whatever. Like, and you don't even know if you like it or not. Like, Oh, I want to, I want to try drugs at this party. And then you bad trip, you know, like you're, you're yeah. still experimenting. Uh, I feel like at 33, I'm still experimenting in that way, but I also know what I like and who I am. And that takes a lot of the pressure off. I also don't have to be cool anymore, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not. Now it's like, if you don't like it, fuck you. I pay my own bills. I do what I want. Um, the lack of accountability is the best part. And the lack of accountability is also the worst part in that way. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. Like, I mean, like you're just going to the, like, like at the same, like immediately, I'm sure I've done it, but like I, I got going to a 
dance club where I need to have like dress shoes and a collar. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to be like, no, no, thanks. I, like, I like that. going out. I like going to like shows and whatever. But I'm like, wait a second. If this is the kind of place that needs me to do that, I'm not going to go. But I'm sure I did at a certain point in my youth because you're like, maybe this is the best time. Other people are doing it. You're like, no, this place is trash and drinks are $40. Like, why am yeah. I here? <laughs> like, why all did any the of this Also for the possibility of like maybe getting laid. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Also that. And like, it's probably going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, Listen, like, I'm and then also you just, not and then you just, attempt things. But like, then you I'm, discover like Foofs has $5 pictures on Tuesdays and you're like, right. I'm there. I'm there for that. No, like, so much like, better. Yeah, exactly. I no know that cover. I want to go to bed. At a, I want to go to bed at a, at a decent hour at, mm-hmm. and yeah. not stay up in case I think I'm going to miss something on the Internet. I don't care about missing something on the Internet now. Yeah, especially you're going to be you're going to be well rested if you're going to make a pro in the in the pub trivia circuit that's right and And like you know and next and tomorrow it's going to be that young sheldon trivia and you know i got to be on point with all of my knowledge this we're gonna make all those teams fucking regret the day how many dead people are in this edition of the laugh track oh jesus that's (laughs) i think they're using the old can laughs they must be they still are of course they they don't record new laughs why would they record new laughs People like I think people's like laughs, their laugh cadence has changed. I feel I feel like laugh patterns. You think? Well, no, no, no. What happens now? Like, I don't think anyone laughs like ho 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 ho. Like well, you know, okay. like Santa no, no, does. No, Santa sure. That's fair. So now in comedy, what they do is because uh, they do like market research and shit, and they make people watch these shows. So now with comedy, people need uh, things that are like shorter for their attention span. They won't hold on to a premise. Or information as long as they used to in the 90s right because of like social media and different things like that so the actual structure of comedy even though it's a like setup joke call back whatever they the rhythm of it has changed mm-hmm. which i found super interesting i was reading mm-hmm. a lot about it it's fucking and i don't want to nerd out for 45 minutes so question number four comes from our last guest francois vino so this is Keith, uh interesting it's for? i guess without he didn't know but it's a comic uh, creator to a comic creator. François Vigneault cool. has uh, published a couple comics uh, with Oni Press. He's uh, working right now on Orcs in Space with Justin Roiland, among other people. Sweet. And uh, he also has a, a comic called Titan, where he is the like writer, cre- like he's the sole creative force behind Titan. Artist, writer, everything. So, uh, Mazel tov. what's the cool. question? Uh, he wants to know what is the thing that happened in your life that surprised you the most? Hmm, that's a good question, Francois Vigneault, writer on Titan and working with Justin Rowland. I'm glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the thing in my life that surprised me the most? Honestly, uh, like I'm gonna, I'm creating some dead air because I'm thinking about it. I like that's all right. That's all right. The top is is really <clears throat> jumping out on me. Uh, you know what I think it is. You know what surprised me the most, honestly, when guys in Quebec wrestling started getting signed to WWE, because then it felt real. You know, like we always knew that what we were doing here was kind of cool and kind of special, but when people who were that close to WWE. Uh, were my peers and people who I spoke to on a regular basis. Uh, I I did not think that I was going to be getting that level. Um, I never really thought that I would get like the idea of writing a comic book for WWE was, was not something that 
little Andrew would have thought would have happened. But mm-hmm. me, who was a kid at summer camp with you, Lawrence, like the idea, if you came back in time and told me like, yo, dude, you're going to write comics, multiple comics for WWE and boom, I would have been like, that's the coolest thing ever. How did you come back in time? Let's go kill Hitler. But I think getting to do that was kind of like a, a dream goal of mine. I never really thought it was going to be possible because like, I'm Canadian. I'm a little mm. white dude from Montreal. It's not really something that is, is something I expected, but that was very, very cool. Definitely. And uh, also coming back to the ring, being able to wrestle again was a big surprise. Uh, did not like legit thought my career was over. It wasn't a pro wrestling thing where I was like, I'm retired. And then like six months later, I come back and it's like a gimmick. Uh, it was, it was real. I legit thought that yeah. I was retired. So were you were you like was that just a sub question like we didn't like we talked about earlier in the show like your the, the rehabbing and everything but when you wrestled that like first match or whatever was it like like was that like how like was that very emotional like was it were you like oh crap my body is doing the things it used to do that i didn't think it could do anymore like or, it was, or honestly it was more emotional when i was having practice matches at my wrestling school at the dojo <laughs> and able to get through them without being completely blown up to shit and mm-hmm. then when it, it became real and that's when i had more of the emotional moment like yo i could do this and i could make a run at this mm-hmm. and it could be cool uh and then the story continues but uh yeah that it was it was definitely the the coming back was not something that was possible but like the first match by the time i had my first match i was like all right i got this no, no, no yeah, good, I, you know? I was actually when I should have been clear. I was actually referring to more more the dojo stuff that you talked about, where you yeah, were like, like, like run, running those matches and like and your body like performing in a way that you thought it wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, well, exactly. yeah, right. Because my body did not listen to me for so long; it wasn't yeah. doing what I wanted, and I kind of had to come to terms with that. And then it was like, oh, we can do this again. Uh, it was a very powerful feeling, and one that uh, I don't take for granted, and awesome. one that. Um, has changed the way I live my life. To be honest with you, being able to come back to wrestling has been a gift to me. And uh, because I don't take advantage of it, uh, t- take it for granted rather, take advantage of it too. But it's kept me healthy. It's kept my, it gets me disciplined. And because I'm able to do this and I don't want to get back to the place where I was injured and couldn't walk again. So it's mm-hmm. made some resounding impacts in my life that have changed it for the better. So more power to me, I guess. Amazing. And the fifth question, Lawrence, if you want to, you want to do the honors. Yes, um, the fifth question is, mm-hmm. what question are we asking our next guest? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. full disclosure, we have no idea who this guest is. Right, right, we have right. no idea Sick. who they are, what what they're going to be. It's actually going to be a while before we have a next guest. I was All right. at the schedule. So. I got it. I got it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. If you had a choice... Between fighting one horse-sized duck or a horse's weight in ducks, which would you choose and why? One horse-sized duck or a horse's weight or a horse's weight in regular ducks. Worth a horse's weight. That's right. Full-grown ducks, like no duckling. They're not fluffy, downy. No, no, no. They're all full. But so it's either a giant duck or multiple regular ducks. I hear you. I hear you. Um, How much does a horse weigh? This is, I feel like. Way more than you think. Exactly. Way way more than I think. Okay, well, okay, one second. We're going to Google it. I I think, I think, like, I'm not an exaggeration. I think a horse is like a thousand pounds. 
Probably uh, 400 kilograms. So we're talking 880 pounds of ducks. Yeah. That's a lot of ducks. That's a lot of ducks. But also, but the, the duck would become heavier if it was the size of a horse, remember? Now, I have a no, question. No, so you're, you're, you're talking about an 880-pound duck. Right? right, right. But for me, for my money, you only have to truck one duck. You have to track, you know, 800 pounds mm-hmm. worth of ducks, a lot of things to keep track of. You're going to lose track. You're going to get tired. You're going right. to get winded. Whereas if you're only fighting one giant duck, you can keep it in front of you. You can have a game plan. It's only one big duck. You can my, hit it with yeah, a car. I, I go big a duck. Gun. You have to also you also have to realize that you've never seen a big duck before and it's supernatural and you'd kind of be a little bit shaken. I, I don't think sure. I've, I don't think I've, I mean, like a, a duck because it has bird bones, I feel is only like two or three pounds. I've never seen like 500 ducks come at me or whatever, like or like two or three. Know, ducks. Like, I feel like the physiology also and, and wait a second. Also, so, hang on. also, I would like to point out mm-hmm. that if you have bread, you've probably won. Fair. Or, or, or well, excuse me, sir, uh, uh, leave the virgins have a chance to win, too. You don't have to be a breeder just to fight a duck. Come on now. No, no, no. no, no. You just drop a little piece of bread and then you could lead it into like a volcano or some sort of trap. A little piece of bread would not be enough for a giant duck, sir. You need at least no, a no, couple loaves. Of bread. You make a my, couple calls. My, my take also, to though, is... Up a maxis? Like, you're good. Is is you're we're also imagining that this is this has to be like a magic duck, right? Because there's no way ducks yes. have like hollow bird bones it's or whatever. Duck. Like they would like it would. As I'm saying, it was like a duck's legs could not support like even at, if they were proportionately sized, could not support a horse's weight. Also, I do not believe that you're allowed to have bread in this scenario because it's a, it's a spontaneous fight. You don't just carry no, bread no, around. No. Yeah, no, no, it's a spontaneous oh, fight. Oh, uh... No, no, because you're giving me the choice between the two fights, so I feel like I'm going into it prepared. Spontaneously, okay. though, that's the thing. No, it's, oh, it's would you rather, not you have I a choice still, between either. Oh, okay. I still, I still pick one big duck. Okay, you're a big yeah. duck guy. I think, I think yeah, one, I one, feel... one big duck. I can if you can get a, get around it, uh, snap its neck or something. You think you can get around an 800 pound duck? Like the wingspan will be huge on that thing. It, it'll you're not suck. around yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's like there's like a clear also, winning scenario. It could swallow saying, you. Like, but I'm saying but several also, hundred ducks that are incensed and like coming at me. I'm just saying. Their ducks are not great. They're just like pecking. I know. From I, all I specifically did not make this about geese because then it would just oh, be geese, not fair. Geese get, yeah, exactly. And they're if, that, if so I, they're ducks. If I had the choice between a giant geese or 800 pounds of little geeses, I would kill myself. <laughs> it's I not would, an option. I would, I would, I would avoid. I hate when people do that. I hate when people do that. What a Here's cop-out. the thing, though. I feel that the legs, the legs. Mm-hmm. You could still like like a real strong kick to the legs, and you bust one of those legs, and it's uh, how strong do you kick, Keith? It's a look at that leg. Think about a duck's leg. It's a small leg. You gotta get close to it. It's okay. got a belly too. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've googled things that are toxic. Thinking to like ducks. a running jump kick. Things that are toxic to ducks. Okay. Yeah. If and you have any, we're, black we're also presuming around. that the duck can take oh. flight, right? Of course like, it can. Duck, no, exactly. it's, it'll be too heavy. It won't be. It's going to be no, worth no, 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 no. It's, it's magic. It's, magic. it's proportional. Yeah, it's like Angel in, or um, what's his name? Not Bird Brain. The guy in X Men, the mutant who's a bird. You uh, said Angel. That's Angel. right. It's not him. That's Angel's an angel. There's also bird. There's a bird dude. Peck. Peak. Uh, beak. Beak. It's Beak. Beak. It's Beak. Yeah. So bottom tier X Men pulls here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His so his oh, physiology hanging out with marrow. That whole run was weird. Yeah, I didn't like any of it. Coffee. You okay. can kill a duck with coffee, creeping indigo, which I keep on me at all times, of course. <laughs> that sounds Fly like an emo poison. song. Creeping yeah. indigo is an emo. It's screaming infidelities too. Yeah. I'd go. I'd go fat duck. <laughs> <laughs> this is my yeah, my take. Duck. 
Uh, if nothing else, if nothing else, it'll be an entertaining. I mean, the other thing, other thing too, is right. Like one of them is not like a supernatural apparition. No. One of them ducks. is just a bunch of ducks. Yeah. Well, like, so like if I had to be a like, if I, to fight, if I have to fight one, <laughs> I'd like to see this like freak of nature duck. Yeah. I mean, so, listen, I, you I'd be like, even if I die, I saw something wondrous. That's a good point. But then maybe uh, you could you could convince the the stream of ducks to, to to bow to you to bend the knee to you. But maybe I could convince. But I don't have to convince one duck. The ducks. Let, hang on, I'd only have to give Wait, me one duck question, to let me ride around on it like a chocobo. I think so. this question is backwards. It's supposed to be one horse sized duck, or a eight hundred or a bunch of duck sized horses. Is no. that the original premise of this? I think that is the original easy. premise, but I like mine better. That's fair. He said a oh. horse's weight in ducks. Yeah, Mr. I like Shane that. Hawk. Do yes, we? Sir. Do you have anything to plug oh. to the listeners before? Are you telling me to go plug night? myself? I'm yeah. telling you to go plug yourself, thing. Daddy. I said the thing. You said it. You did uh, it. I said it. Roll credits. Roll Here credits. Here we go. Roll no, uh, follow me on the social medias at Superstar Hawk. Hawk has an E at the end. That's on Instagram, on Twitter, on Instagram. And now, oh, I said Instagram already. On Twitter, I meant to say TikTok is what it was. You, you said TikTok? Snapchat. You have TikTok? Yeah, my son's introduced it to me. I got like I got like 14 followers. Uh, uh, wait for 15. Yeah, wait, wait yeah. for that. Wait for that. Go blow yourself bump of Lawrence oh, following oh, you. Thanks for the rub, boys. Thanks for the rub. <laughs> uh, get we do what we time. can for our yeah. guests. Today. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, you could find the International Wrestling Syndicate at IWS Hardcore on various social medias. We're on the YouTube as well, and our TV show Bloodstream plays at eight o'clock on friday nights on the fight network across canada and the united states also available in the fight network uk in 22 different countries we have a show coming up on december 11th called seasons beatings uh that's at club soda in which all our pre-pandemic tickets will be honored Uh, tickets are on sale right now you can find the links on our social media and the IWS Training Center, of course, my wrestling school. Send me a DM. Send me a message. Slide into those DMs respectfully. Learn how to be a wrestler. It's uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But no, it, it's a really top quality facility. It's myself and Speedball Mike Bailey, who are the trainers right now. Um, top of the line coaching, top of the line uh, facilities and uh, international level of uh, competition and performance so if you're somebody who likes uh, professional wrestling or storytelling in general uh, i'm your go-to guy to help you make your dreams become a reality and not rip you off in the process of doing it oh. um, i think that's it that's all i got personal social media instagram tiktok i'm on that i'm cool and of course, watch Young Sheldon on NBC. At, no, uh, CBS. Is it CBS? All, all, all the worst ones are CBS. That's oh. just like a rule. Uh, Lolly, you want to uh, you want to plug yourself? You're doing a, you're doing a thing. You're even doing a wrestling thing. Oh Oops. yes. Okay. So uh, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll already be released. If anyone is a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, one of the biggest podcasts that covers New Japan Pro Wrestling is called the Super J Cast. My fiance Evelyn and myself uh, guest hosted part of an episode because the hosts were away and they chose us from a bunch of audio submissions to cover one of the nights of the World Tag League, which we had a great time doing. Cool. Uh, so please check out the Super J Cast. Also, if you like uh, me talking shit, feel free to come out to one of my shows. You can find me on the social medias, uh, Lully514, L-U-L-L-Y-514. And we have another radio show, Nightcap. And you can find us on Instagram at nightcap.mtl. We are on 89.3 FM CISM. 
Friday mornings, midnight till 2 a.m. And just to be sure, should Wait, these Friday people... mornings? So that's Thursday night? Thursday midnight, Friday morning. Okay, yeah, so, okay. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it gets and it gets added to Spotify right away. So and should people it. come on stage and tell guard tower jokes in your no, 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 no. Feel free, feel free to laugh and cheer and congratulate and me on my. Come and tackle jokes. you like Seth Rollins, so you can tell I'll that anecdote off. later. You, you, I'll, you I'll, can I'll even you can even participate if the mm-hmm. comedian talks to you first. I do do that. Yeah, I do ask yeah. people questions sometimes. Exactly, that's like the right way. Don't just shout your shit. At wrestling, you can shout your shit. Yeah. You comedy, can at comedy, no. don't shout your shit unless Definitely you're spoken don't. to. That's why <laughs> yeah. I don't go to comedy shows. Hey. Exactly. I'm always just starting. I'm starting to starting chants. I'm like asshole, asshole. <laughs> I'm the only guy in the bar because nobody yeah. goes to comedy shows. Uh, oh. Yeah. oh, oh, more Ouch. heel, more heel behavior. See, I, I blend kayfabe in real life. You never know which one last, I am. Last time I go to Amtelis, let me tell you that. Hey. Uh, Shane, Professor, thank you so much for doing this again. Uh, it was uh, I looked it up. It was seven years ago. It was 2014. The last Andrew. time you were on the show. Wow. Damn. Uh, yeah, this has been Go Plug Yourself. Thanks so much. It was awesome. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.